Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to another episode of Football Drop Podcast. With me as always is Ben Jarmin. Hello, how are you? I'm all right, are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you, mate. Not too yeah. bad. Good. Been a good weekend so far of results. So right, isn't it? it's Sunday. It is Sunday. Unusually, it's Sunday night. Why are we doing that, mate? Because <clears throat> my niece has got a birthday tomorrow, so I'm going to go see her. Your niece? My niece, yes, my sister's daughter. Who's your sister? Emma. Emma? I think they had a sister called Emma. Yeah. Was Nicola. No, same as yours. That's so weird. Weird, isn't it? Small world. I know. How's your week? Yeah, it's been good. I thought I'd get in there early. I know, I was just about to say, I was like, damn, I can't <laughs> say my usual line. Um, yeah, it's been okay, actually. It's been really busy. Um, I'm just glad it's it's the weekend. But back to the, the daily grind from tomorrow. I'm going to work for a rest tomorrow. Going to work for a rest? Mm. It's been a busy weekend. Oh, mate. Swimming, running, Ninja Warrior UK. How was Ninja Warrior? It was really good. Yeah? It was really fun, yeah. I forgot I was doing it, to be honest. What, until she was until... <laughs> Yeah, I was just asleep <laughs> in the corner. Serious dementia vibes right now. <laughs> age, mate. No, it was really good. It was good fun. Okay. What have you been up to? Nothing, really. We, I went out date night yesterday. Oh, yeah, who um, uh, With Laura. Weirdly, someone else actually said... Who are you going with? No, I said, that? Where did you go? Oh, we said, Who did you go no, with? I said, Where did you go? Um, I went to the cow chair. Just weird you say that. I actually had someone uh, say that to me yesterday. Who was it? I said, Who are you going with? Uh, it's just this uh, one of our, our French listeners, actually. I don't know if you'll ever be on air again, though. <laughs> we, need, we need to keep up the, the, you know, the, the global listeners that we've got. We, we had another listener, didn't we? We did. We actually had. <laughs> we've actually had a listener. Uh, from from India uh, yeah. in the last week. They're listening in Delhi now. Yeah, so Jaideep, hello. I hope you actually listen to this. 
if you do text me this would be amazing that would be really cool uh, i'd love it if it pops up on instagram I'm like yes and, and give us some feedback from from our podcast as well please yeah. see how that's taken in in india you never know no um but it no. might be funny there yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> Nowhere else. I think it's literally just us that find us funny. <laughs> Even people we've had on don't find us funny. No. But like, As we might find out. But we do need to concentrate on getting our sort of global appeal a bit more, I feel. Mm. So. Should we start off like as global as we could think? Yeah. Should we go, go as, live to France? Go as, <laughs> as far wide as possible. Just over the river. Our French listener, our avid listener, Alistair Watkins. Hello. Hello. Bonsoir. Hello, how's it all going? You okay? Yes, yeah, very well, thank you. Good, good, excellent. Did you like our little intro for you? Big, big yes. Yeah, indeed, and the uh, the global spread continues, obviously. There we go. So, I mean, you're probably, I think, as the crow flies, <coughs> about 100 miles away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the other side of London is actually further right now. So, so I pick, when, when, I, when I picture you, I picture you in, like, the, the southern part of... France, no, <laughs> um, lounging on a beach. Love how he's just smirking. Like White sands could not be further away. Bit of a yacht, just you, you know, in your tighties. No, um, no, it's not quite like that. So, so uh, geographically, you could get to our house as quick as you could drive to Southampton from from sort of East Kent. Um, and it's uh, you sounds so disappointed, Will. Just, <laughs> just a fantasy. <laughs> Well, it's the same sort of yeah. weather that you get, um, and uh, but no, we're out in the country. It's very nice, um, and we've got ponies, chickens, lots of vegetables growing, etc., etc. The good life. The good life. Nah, fair enough. So yeah, thanks for the picture though, but it was a bit misleading. It was. Um, I just wanted to bring up before we get cracking in. Um, so just to just kind of touch on the subject of our global appeal. Um, I did actually receive uh, a voice clip from Alistair earlier this week, I believe, maybe last week. Uh, he went out for a, a casual dog walk uh, with the lovely Marie and apparently got approached by a, a, a fellow French citizen that speaking about the Football Doc podcast. Yeah. Care to explain and, and tell us his story, please, Alistair? Well, no, he was... Uh, I've only I've seen him in the village a couple of times. He's an old boy and he was sat at the bus stop... Um, he had all these war medals on and so on and so forth. So I did the old bonjour. And uh, he sort of said to me in broken English, he was like, Monsieur, are you uh, allez the podcast football drop? <laughs> and uh, my French is good enough to explain that I had been on and, uh, you know, hadn't, hadn't been on since, hadn't been asked back on. At which point he got quite sort of adamant that, that he was keen to see me back on. So I just passed that information on to one of the two uh, directors. <coughs> so out of 10, how believable shit that story is? I'm hooked. That's, I think that's an 11, personally. Yeah. It was the war medals that did it for me. The war medal. It, it's the attention to detail <laughs> yeah, I like. Yeah, yeah. You so, can imagine how made up it'll be tomorrow morning. Well, whenever this goes out. Yeah, this will be, um, live. This will be live at 9am Monday morning, the 7th well, of March. Seventh, seventh of March. Wow. Months since my birthday. What is it? <laughs> it's gone quick. It's gone very quick. But yeah, I'm now thirty. I've uh, I've joined the thirty club. But mm. for a change, and this is really strange. You're not the oldest person to ever be on this podcast now. Well, he's been on it before, and he was still the same. There was still the same age gap when he first came on it. 
But we haven't. That, we haven't. Yeah, sure. yeah. There's always there's always going to be the yeah. same age gap, mate. Yeah, age doesn't get narrower. No, famously. What if your heart stopped beating for a couple of seconds and you technically died? Do you remember and then last you come week? back to life? Would that count? Then that gap has technically got further apart because you've aged and he hasn't. He no, died. no, because there's still time. Yeah, the time doesn't stop. Yeah. Just because I die, I popu- against popular belief, I am not God. If well, I die, know that. the world does not just stop. Sh- I'm sure I speak for the, the, the two extra people here. You're <laughs> definitely not God. <laughs> just God-like. Uh, yeah. But as, as, <laughs> you remember we spoke about last week, and I think you you famously said that the Japanese don't age. They still do. I feel like we need to go back to school. I'm pretty sure you said that. No, mate. Did I say that? Yes, mate. I do remember something, but I'm sure... It's funny, so that, isn't it? Look at the four beers you've had today. Four. I was only four. <laughs> but it's been a good. Uh, it's been a good weekend of of sport, actually. A good day of, of football. It's it's been a good day of football. Good weekend of football. I wouldn't say good day a good weekend of sport. I don't really know what other sports been on. It doesn't matter, does it? We're a football drop podcast. But you said sport. Yeah, but football is is the main sport for us. It doesn't really matter, does it? I feel, like, I feel like you're picking holes yeah, here for, for absolutely nothing. You're digging me out, mate. I think you're digging me out and it's no, not working. No, no. I feel quite offended. So, Alistair, all, <laughs> all attention on you. Don't worry about Will today. Have you watched any football this week? I have watched some football. Yes, indeed. I've watched... Uh, what did I watch? I watched the three games yesterday, including our game. And uh, and then, obviously, the two games today. Who's our? The Palace. Everyone knows he's Everyone like, he, Did you know he used to live 30 minutes from He Salas lives Park. a mile away from his home. 30 minute walk from Salas Park. <laughs> that is, we, I remember we did a, a bit of a recap, well, this was before Christmas now, uh, about some of our favourite podcast episodes and the sort of favourite titles. And that was, I think that was our, that hit our top three, didn't that it? Was think, definitely, that was definitely, yeah. Last week's one was funny. Last, <clears> yeah, <throat> last week's was, I wish we saved the outtakes of last week because that was just. Oh, mate, the whole show was the shambles, joke. wasn't it? Um, I do remember you saying, should we just stop here and <laughs> just call it a day? A couple of times. Yeah. Um, should we get should we get started with the news, as we, we tend to do most of the time at the beginning of our... Well, it depends news. on what mood you're in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, sometimes I go straight in. Um, so... or, or you cut me off halfway between the <laughs> and just go on to the Carabao Cup. <laughs> earlier me. on, just to add in, earlier on, he said, oh, yeah, we get to talk about the Carabao Cup today. I did, like, yeah. Oh, we we did that last that. week. Yeah. I know, I know, but that's that's fine. You don't need to dig me out live, but thank you. So I just wanted to talk about, uh, we'll stick into the, the global theme that we seem to have started this week. Uh, did you see the news from the Mexican Premier League this week, either of you? Oh, what, the yes, Portuguese teams? Boom, both of you. Mm. Portuguese teams, yes, Will. Will is fantastic with his geography. <laughs> um, I'm sure everyone that's listening has heard that previously. Uh, I'm pretty sure Alistair has at some point. I know you're an avid listener of the show. So you should know how <laughs> disgraceful his, his geography is. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a massive brawl, unfortunately, between uh, Keretaro and Atlas. Uh, 17 people killed and 22 injured so far. Confirmed. Mad, isn't it? What started it, do we know? I think they just didn't <sighs> like each other. They yeah. just didn't like each other. Yeah. I think basically that, that from what I've read online sort of the um the away side uh were just picked out obviously because they were wearing colours and gangs of of uh, the home fans were just setting about them but 
it's it's staggering really i mean this is a country that in 2026 will be joint hosts of the world cup mm. um following neatly on from the decisions to give the next world cup to uh qatar with their human rights record building on the success of giving the world cup to russia not long ago um which obviously has helped the development of that country um <laughs> So it's just, it's, it staggers me. Um, can you imagine, it, well, it's, it's unimaginable, but if that ever happened in, in Britain, where there's that sort of crowd trouble and that sort of horrendous effect in terms of, of a death toll and injuries and so on and so forth, you know, you wouldn't have football again for in any form for, you know, months, years, etc. But over there, I'm sure it's just going to be a shrug of the shoulders and a click of the maracas and off they go. <laughs> Probably. But, I mean, you say that they've obviously been digging each other out, but obviously they sort the away fans. Is that not just like a Millwall Palace kind of game? I don't <laughs> ever remember. <laughs> I don't ever remember 17 Palace fans dying. Because it wouldn't be the Millwall. No, obviously not. <laughs> yeah, the 22 injured where the Millwall fans probably broke their knuckle or something. <laughs> but yeah, you never know. You never know. And just you... trying to put a light-hearted spin on a, a horrible... Yeah, nice. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're going to move on to the U- Ukraine in a minute. Yeah, where you can put a light-hearted spin on that as well. Yes, yeah, spin away with that Cheers, one. Mate. All right, let's, let's not get too political on this podcast. But did you, did you hear as well, though, that, that. Isn't, isn't England going to host the 28 Euros? England and Ireland. I heard we're looking to put a bid in for it. Well, haven't we got it? Because wasn't it? I can't remember where it's going to be held now. This is really good knowledge again, isn't it? That's yeah. what we have on this podcast. Google it. 100% knowledge. <laughs> because the listeners <laughs> won't be able to do that themselves. No. <laughs> I probably already know. So talk to myself, guys, while I just search. <laughs> uh, seriously, I need you to talk. <laughs> I just <laughs> Excellent, well done, you absolute idiots. There you go. You no, so we are set to host it, okay. uh, which is good, but it's an unopposed bid because Russia and Turkey have dropped out of the running. That was it, because it's Russia. I don't think they was allowed to host it for some reason. I think it's probably to do with Alexander Klepp. But, ah, yeah, it might be. Yeah. The Belarusian midfielder. Yeah. Yeah, they've been a bit sneaky, you know, the Belarusians. Yeah, they have. That was really actually quite topical. It was. I'm yeah. actually well impressed. With yeah, that. well done. Um, yeah, so potentially yes, we could host it, which will be exciting. Um, obviously, we did really well during last year's postponed Euros at Wembley. All the fans stuck to what they should be doing. Didn't smash up Wembley trying to get in or anything. Which well, was great. To be fair, in in Solid. the semi-finals, they didn't have to smash up. They just got let in. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. But, but yeah, you're right. That is... I reckon they were probably Palace or Millwall fans. Oh, 100 percent. They've got to be. They're always causing trouble. The and bright, the bright. Like they're sitting there winking away. He knows he's been there. He's done it all. He's got two <laughs> broken knuckles. <laughs> he's got love and hate on his knuckles tattooed. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> um. So, what else has gone on in the news this week? Roman Abramovich is going to sell Chelsea Football Club. Are you surprised at that, guys? No. I think I'm not surprised at it. Um, the, the most uh, interesting part for me was there was an interview with Amanda Stavely um, where she was bemoaning how sad it is that someone has <laughs> to give up ownership of the football club <clears throat> yes. um, for those reasons, which in her words are outside of, of that owner's controls. 
And the bit she left out was she wishes it was six months earlier and she could have made a different decision yeah. as to which club she led an investment group to take over. Yeah, um, uh, But no, I'm, I'm not surprised. Interesting times for Chelsea because whatever you might like to say about Abramovich and and, and ignoring the political side of things, if if we can, simply in terms of how he runs a football club, is different to to how most people would run a football club, but hugely successful. Um, and as we've seen, to some extent, Arsenal, certainly Manchester United, change of ownership can sometimes mean um, a very rapid change of success. So you know, yeah. interesting times to see if Chelsea keep going as they are. They've certainly got the squad and the youth system and the players coming through to support them for probably you know another generational cycle. But you know, it'd be interesting to see what um, what comes for them in the next 10, 15 years. And yeah. obviously, Saudi yeah. Arabia is, uh, you know, renowned for their... Um, they look after their guys, don't they? they? They do. Their human rights is is fine, and they're not involved in any wars in Yemen or, or anywhere like that, are they? So, so naturally, it's okay for them to own a football club without any sanctions or anything like that opposed to them. Yeah, I think you know, sticking with the, the sort of Chelsea subject, <laughs> <laughs> we seem to be digressing oh, yeah. slightly. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, but I guess you know from from what I've read. Obviously, we're not we're not we don't have the inside scoops. We don't have the the inside sources hey. like you have at Leeds with that. Hey. <laughs> but so apparently, I read that Chelsea still owe Abramovich one point something billion. He's not going to ask for it back, though, is he? No, apparently that's part of the sale. Oh, really? So his asking price is just shy of three billion. So you're looking at sort of say 1.5 for easy sums, 1.5 for the club, and 1.5 for debts that you're buying out. Oh really? Is that half of? Is that does that equal three? Yeah, I mean obviously you don't know, but that's fine. Uh, dementia. Um, but if the thing is, is, yeah, about that mate. Okay. Depends on. So they're asking for about three billion for that reason. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for the maths. That's okay. Yeah. We're, we're Can I just facts. ask? Does that asking price rule out Mike Ashley? I hope not. You'll have to ask old Mike, then, really. That, that, that's what I'm looking for, ideally possible. 1.5 million yeah. and be like, and I won't slam sports reps all over it for a season. I bet he should. He really should. He should. The sports direct bridge. I At least that's not awesome thing, though, because you go 3 billion. <clears throat> I did, I, no, let's go for 30 million and we'll work our way up. And then he'll go, all right, 30 million of one. On one pound. Of yeah. one. <clears throat> but so I think there's, there's a massive asking price on that front, but also Chelsea are, are quite a sustainable club at the moment. Are they? If you take away what Bramwich has initially put in, mm. they don't seem to overspend every season. They sell incredibly well. They always make a profit on their players, mm. or they seem to, um, or they shed or they get rid of their players to Arsenal. So check was on a free. Yeah, William. He's uh, great. William, David Luiz, they still sold him for some money somehow to us. Yeah, William Gallas. Uh, William Gallas <clears throat> is a prime example as well. So, you know, and, and as Alistair rightly said, they have got an incredible youth system. Um, like Rich James is a prime example of that. Since he's come back, transformed their team. Oh, did he come through the youth? Yeah. Yeah. Did he? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. So you, you have got players like that coming through, or they're buying players young. Get them integrated into your system, send them out to Vitesse Arnhem for 12 seasons, then they play two seasons at Chelsea and then they sell them. Mm. So they're still getting game time, they're still getting that sort of exposure at first team level. Now, whether it's the highest caliber or not is 
is argumentative at best, mm. not even Vitesse. But that's their, their their sort of feeder team. And I think they are doing doing a good job. So I think any sort of potential investor, if you look at Chelsea for what it is, it's, it's quite an quite exciting purchase, potentially. Very. Because they have got something there. That's the thing is, at, at that asking price as well, it's a fairly small field for people who would have the money to not just buy the club, but then obviously take the club forward um, and keep it running, but also who want to expose themselves to the scrutiny of the British media to, obviously, after what's gone before, whoever takes Chelsea over now won't get the easy ride that Abramovich had when he first arrived in the first couple of years, where everyone thought it was great because he was paying transfer fees up front and putting money into English football and so on and so forth. It's only retrospectively people start to worry about where the money has come from. But the other cracker will be, if you can imagine, there is someone out there who's got three billion plus and wants that hassle, therefore has got the broad shoulders to not care less what people think. Can you imagine them going through a fit and per proper person test, which obviously you don't have to go through if you're going to buy a Newcastle, but you do if you're buying any other club. <laughs> Um, so it's it's a lovely it's a lovely story, and I just can't wait to see how it unfolds. He was the first of his kind, though, wasn't it? I know you had yeah, you, had, set Black, the bar. you had Blackburn, didn't you? Yeah, the Venkies, didn't you? No, no, no. Oh, no. that was the Venkies in '95. No, so uh, Jack Walker, Jack wasn't Walker, it? yeah. It, you had him who, who pumped in some money for for a season or two, and then it kind of went a bit south. But but Abramovich was the first of the kind, wasn't it? And then and then slowly after that, you kind of had the like the uh, Man City coming in with the money and Paris Saint-Germain, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I think a lot of Italian football have had, by so Inter Milan was a prime example of the, the Chinese owners, who now, with, I don't know if they have sold them or not, but with getting rid of players left, right, centre, mm. hence the Lukaku sale as a prime example of that, because they needed to make the money up. Yeah. And the Chinese owners of Cardiff, who decided to change their colours to red, do you remember that? Yeah, that went down like a lead <laughs> yeah. It's insane. <laughs> um, bluebirds. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's bluebirds to the red dragons. Red dragons, wasn't it? it was weird, to appeal to their Chinese market, which I understand, and I kind of get because obviously you got the Welsh dragon for the flag, mm. but you can't just change a history, of colour, yeah. especially with something that is so embedded as that. It's, yeah, it's so like changing, you know, the, it's the like changing Chelsea. Arsenal shorts to red. I quite liked it oh, today. I liked it a yeah, lot. I, I thought it looked it. much better. Was I watching Liverpool play? Fuck that. Yeah, I guess it was a bit Liverpool-esque, but I quite liked the the kit. I don't understand why we we went white, why we went red shorts. I, I don't really understand the choice because no. the whites didn't clash with anyone else. No, I, I literally assumed that someone had forgotten to pack the white ones. <laughs> So they ran out to the sports store and bought 16 pairs of of, of large men's shorts with an Arsenal badge on and all they had was those ones out the back. Yeah, quite possibly. They're they're, they're sort of spares, aren't they? Or they they put them in the wash with the top. (laughs) I was just going to say. Just just cost-cutting exercise. (laughs) You want to be sustainable. We will do this. Um, Yeah. I think the, you're right. The Abramovich kind of saga, though, is is going to be, I think, quite exciting to see it unfold. And um, I think Alison raised a good point with the Chelsea side of things. Are they going to sort of stutter with things? Are they going to stumble? Are they going to struggle with that sort of transition period of different owners? I think the thing with Chelsea at the minute is they've got the youth, so they've got the they've got the team kind of there 
to, that's, that's going to gel. So they have got a bit of longevity. Yeah. Um, whilst they go through this period, that's kind of on their side. But yeah, essentially, whoever comes in could could cause them to stutter slightly. Yeah, could do. Um, so if they start selling, they manage to keep their players. I'd be right. Yeah, I think every club will always sell one or two stars because then you can get someone else in. Course. You know, potentially cash in. They do it with Hazard. But but if you're looking at like like with the black man team, just using them as an example again, they start selling their star players. Like Alan Shearer went to Newcastle. Yeah. Um, and so on and so forth. Could well do. Um, Coutinho, I know you wanted to, to talk about him. We were doing the news. I thought that's it about the news, isn't it? Oh, so, you so, anything read, else? so you're ending the news then. Is there anything else you guys have seen on the news this week of any interest and relevance? No, no, I think so. I heard news this week, but it's not new news. I was staggered by the news that Mark Hughes has taken a job at Bradford City in League Two, yeah, but uh, he didn't do that this he? week. It was a couple of weeks ago, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, it was a strange one, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, my instant reaction was, oh, there must be a different Mark Hughes who's like played in lower leagues or whatever, but but no, the old Mark Sparky is yeah. at Bradford City. That's yeah. insane. I, I missed that completely. Yeah, but yeah, <clears throat> but is it? He's not, you know, he's not really, he's not going to be up there with the the big boys anymore. He's been out the game for too long. So is that something that he can just go to, earn some beer money? Take some training, pick a team, sit back and watch some footy. He's got a good seat, isn't he? Got a good seat. Got a good view. I don't know, maybe it's his chance to, to prove himself again. Take some more hands on role. Did he, did, he, did he go down the. Well, well, I think he went abroad, didn't club? he, for a while? Was he? I think so. I don't think he was. Well, well, he he had a lot of clubs in England, didn't he? Yeah. He named them all. Oh, I don't even think I don't think he could name them all, could he? But uh, uh, <laughs> QPR, Stoke, Southampton, Fulham, City, and I think that's it. Blackburn, that's six, so six clubs, Blackburn, and there were many trophies in that period of time. Blackburn, City, Fulham, QPR, Stoke, Southampton, and Bradford. Twenty fourth of Feb. I thought you went to Cardiff. No, I, I don't recall him being a couple oh, right. I, I was, I thought He did also manage Wales. Yeah, well, maybe he did the world job before Gary Speed. Really? Same, same you talk so same much minute. shit, mate. So managerial records, yeah. Wales, Blackburn, City, Man City, Fulham, QPR, Stoke, Southampton, Bradford. So he had four, well, three and a half years out between Southampton and Bradford. Mm. It's crazy. Mad. The other the other great thing with Mark Hughes, if you watch um podcasts like there's the Jimmy Bullard podcast. No, we don't talk about the podcast on it. <laughs> I must admit, <laughs> I do like the Jimmy Bullard one though. Oh, I, I like um, he's got his one coming back actually. I like oh, is he? one. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I noticed he stopped that for ages. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And there's um uh there, there are other ones as well where it's sort of players interviewing other ex players and this, that and the other, like Jimmy Bullard ones around the golf and so on. But universally to a man. Every time they say to a player, who who was which manager didn't you like playing for? Who was the worst manager you played for? The answer comes back like machine gun fire, Mark Hughes. All of them. Jermaine Pennant, Paddy Kenny, oh. um, Jamie Mackey, 
all of them at different clubs, different times of his career. So his man management skills are diabolical. So uh, good luck to Bradford. Wow. I say surely, like with with a League Two club, you need to be very hands-on and, and manage those expectations. So his win percentages aren't too bad, are they? 43% at Blackburn, 46 at City. Yeah, but City, uh, that's when they were buying Stoke. the league, though, weren't they? So you can't really... I think you've got to take take City out Why, of though? Why do people say that? Oh, yeah, but they, they had loads of money, though, so that means it's easy. Why no, it's not easy, but when you've gone from a team that got spanked 8-1 by Middlesbrough, and then all of a sudden... They're buying Rubinho for 38 million or whatever, or 35 million. It's a different calibre of player, isn't it? Yeah, but you've got to get him to play. If you've got to get him to work in that team. They don't just yeah. go there and win the league. No, but you get certain players that will go there and bring an element of of instant success, I feel. Mm. Like bringing De Bruyne when he was on fire at Wolfsburg. You kind of brought him in and you, you knew he was going to do well because mm. he, knew, he knew the league anyway. Get certain people like that. I mean, he's an at Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, he did the great at Chelsea. That's why he moved. Yeah, he game time. But yeah. we digress. So yeah, that will be an interesting, uh, interesting appointment for Mark Hughes. We'll have to see how he goes. Let's we'll check the results. Repeat that as an update. Of course. Jot that down, gang. We've got this in the bag. We, we are will never mention Bradford. Probably ever not, again. Right. It's like we said that we can have Ali on every week to talk about the Bundesliga. Never been back. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he ever come back to say never that he wanted to back. talk about it. No, so. never come back. You don't give a fuck I'm about putting that as my Liga. reason for him not coming back. And Bayern Munich had a shocker at the weekend, didn't they? I don't know, did they? They did, yeah. Drew one all with Leverkusen, I think it was. Uh, Muller scored an goal. Wow. Check you out. Good enough. You are just Mr. Leagues now, aren't you? Mr. Lee. You know everything. La Liga, Bundesliga... Not so much the Premier League, though. Portuguese League. Really good at that. Chile League. Yeah. Chilean Premier Division. <laughs> Bang on the mark. Oh, I, might be, I might be wrong here, but uh, checking the results, Bradford uh, and Mark Hughes have started with three straight defeats. So, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to He's see if they well. can follow the bright start that Steve Bruce has made at West Brom in one of the most ambitious too, managerial yeah, appointments for some time. His win percentage at Bradford is going really well. Yeah, so we've I've just looked on uh, on on the ever reliable Wikipedia, and it is two games played and two games lost. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, both know. at home though, so at least he's building that fortress. Exactly, that's what you need. I think that's genuinely what you need in in kind of world football generally. Mm-hmm. You always need a solid base to fail miserably at, and he is doing that in abundance. So lads, shall we? Shall we move on to the weekend results? before we go into a couple of other topics. Yeah. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Sound good. So let's let's start with a nice one, uh, in honour of you being here. So, um, yeah, the City game just now. No. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously Palace had a, a big away win against Wolves this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, keeping a clean sheet against them as well was very good going. Yeah. I think you've you've kind of got that, that formula for, for the, the Wolves win. Yeah, I mean, I think, and, and obviously, you know, Arsenal did the double under as well, of course. There's yeah, a way of playing Wolves, which is if you make it a fast and physical game in the centre of midfield, and we play three in midfield um, uh, against their two, and they're very good footballers, obviously, Neves and uh, Moutinho, mm-hmm. but they don't like it up, in the words of Corporal Jones. And um, uh, 
in the first 20 minutes, it was kind of wham, bam, thank you, man. Really, we should have had three or four by half time. Yeah. And it was only towards the second half when we started a slow, when those two guys started to take more control of, of, of possession that that um, the Wolves started to come into it more. But no, it's probably our best away performance, certainly certainly since we won at the Etihad and, and we played against 10 men for an hour up there. So so probably our best away performance of the season, in fairness. Yeah. So I, I didn't watch the game live, but I've seen all the uh, analysis, obviously, on Match of the Day. And uh, that Mateta looks like a different different breed. Uh, he he, like, he, he is so different. Yeah. He, he's, he, he is something of a throwback. I mean, he was appalling on Tuesday at home to Stoke. He, he's absolutely <laughs> awful. Um, and, uh, and, and yet was, was excellent, um, yesterday. What he does do is he's got some pace and he gets down the sides of teams. And when he's actually emotional and he's got all four limbs going the same direction, he is quite difficult to stop. Um, the problem is he, he needs six chances to score one. And, and, you know, as a, a, a bottom half premiership team, we don't generally make that number of chances. No, but no. Um, but he certainly improved under Vieira, and and uh, eight million is is a reasonable signing that we made in January. So so yeah, all, all good. Would like to see Ben Seke up there regularly every week, but that's just me. What's so, so he can't score? Yeah, is that so you just drop down so the table just, again? Well, yeah, you don't want him to score. Oh, well, Ben Seke's got four goals in six starts this season. Oh. To be fair, for Ben Tekke, that's oh, incredible. Yeah, great. But well, it's not just, it's not just that. If you years. if you go away from home or if you're playing a, a, a higher-ranked team at home, you need someone to hold the ball up to then bring Aliso and Sahar and Gallagher into it. Whereas with Mateta, not necessarily yesterday, but in general terms, it just keeps coming back. Yeah. Um, and and that's the, the, the difference. If you... You have to have a figurehead to play off. They've tried to do it with Edward, and it isn't helping Edward. He's better off coming from the left or coming off a front man, which is where, how he played well at Celtic. Um, uh, so yeah, I would be playing Benteke, but you can't you can't knock a manager who's um, who's, who's getting the results that Pierre is at the moment. And uh, as I say, Mateta was decent yesterday. Yeah. So I mean, Palace seemed to he hit a bit of a slump. Where you, you mm. sort of draws were turning to losses rather than a draw, and obviously beginning the season you actually started off pretty well. It seems to have pretty much kind of come through that patch now. Yeah, I mean there were some people who, who, who suggested we were precariously above the drop zone. I remember one one journalist said that, um, and uh, they were never in danger of going down. We we had um, at the end of January we played all of the top seven away from home. Um, and I think 14 of our remaining fixtures were against teams below us in the table. So chances are that we would have the sort of development that we have. And when you know we went to Watford on one four one, we we beat Norwich three 0 at home. Um, you, you know we're going to get the points to to be okay and and to to be more than okay. Um, and and yeah, it's going well. And we've got the the excitement of a cup run as well and a, a winnable quarter final. They dream of what a cup run would be like at the moment. Yeah, well, this season, yeah. Yeah, amazing. I'd love to be in the Arsenal Cup again. It's been a while. To be fair, you have got to give the others an opportunity. Yeah, every now and then. Yeah, it's it's not fair to just dominate as much as as, uh, what we do. So we'll give other clubs like you a chance. Uh, But no, Palace seems to be be actually kind of on on the up. 
Uh, Vieira's obviously doing a decent job, considering I know he spent a little bit, but not loads. So he seems to have, have done a pretty decent job there so far. Yeah, I mean, this summer we, we spent what everyone else seems to spend. That's the difference. Yeah. Um, whereas for a number of windows, we, we didn't. Now, whether that money's available again this summer, I, I don't know. But I would have thought probably, you know, Vieira will have been given some guidance as to them being funds available. We've got another, I think it's nine players out of contracts in the summer. So there's going to have to be some players coming in um, because not all of those guys will be re-signed or will choose to resign. you know. Mm. It's probably a bit of a, a rebuild again because I know you had a similar situation at the beginning of this season. Mm. But And the other thing is that we've got some good youngsters coming through as well. Um, we had a, a boy make his debut in the cup side against Stoke, uh, Adebola, um, uh, the left back. Um, uh, we've got an under, under 18s and under 23 who are, are beating everybody at the moment. Sounds like it's looking uh, looking bright for Palace then. Do you think it was a penalty? Yeah. Do I what? Sorry. Did you think it was a penalty? Yeah. <laughs> what well, Palace is one? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Peter. Yeah. So yeah. there's there's no doubt. Yeah, it was no doubt. <laughs> what about the? Uh... The, the only person who was more certain than me was Max Kilman. He knew it was a penalty as well. Yeah. He literally looked and was like, "Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! I've done this. I fucked up." <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And the first goal was a bit of a, a contentious. Well, it could have been contentious, couldn't it? Yeah, it definitely wasn't a foul. It wasn't There's a no foul. There's no way it was in a foul. No, anyway, that's that's just Matessa getting his balance. That's all that is. But again, it's just that legginess of him. Like, you shouldn't be able to do it. Mm. But I think credit to half for one, getting the ball in like he did. Because it was millimetres from going out. <laughs> I don't know how he managed to keep it in. Um, he's done a good job. Matessa did a good job to finish it. Um, is there a bit of a buzz around the, the sort of Palace fan base with Vieira? Or is it more of a, yeah, I'm right? You're always going to get the um, uh, the fans who wanted Hodgson out. They wanted, you know, sort of uh, parred you out before that. They would have wanted Steve Coppel out back in the day. You're always going to get people like that um, who, who can only see the bad. But um, uh, for the most part, there's only positivity with regards to, to what Vieira is doing. And, you know, genuinely, this is the best squad of players in terms of depth and in terms of talent we've had since well, 1990, really. We finished third that season. Oh, so, I mean, obviously, you know, with, with all due respect, I don't really uh, follow Palace's results too much, unless it's 
an eye-opener. I think like the weekend's result was a bit of an eye-opener because you know, we've we struggled to get past, and obviously it was a, a scrappy 2-1 win. But you seem to always do well against Wolves. So it's always nice to get, I guess, a different sort of viewpoint from a different team that mm. we're not necessarily that are in sorry, that are not necessarily in the, the sort of major public eye. Yeah, you always get like your top four, your top six fans that everyone seems to follow, you know, avidly week in, week out. Um, but yeah, obviously a solid three points for you guys. Um, moving on for the other results, Leicester City won against Leeds, one nil. Did you watch that either of you? We'll see pretty, any of the highlights. It was pretty boring when it was a bit, bit of a boring one nil game, but Leicester done what they needed needed to do. I it, think Leeds deserved something out of it. I was just saying Leeds looked a lot better, didn't they? Yeah, they looked a lot better, I thought. Much more solid, much yeah. less madcap, you know, right back to turning up on the left side of the pitch and so on. They actually looked like they had a, a structure and um uh I think they've got every chance to stay up based on that. Yeah, yeah. It's more promising than it than it was. Yeah, I think I, I agree they're in with a fighting chance. I I just don't see them I mean obviously weirder things have happened, but I just don't see them being able to scrape out of that. Because mm. the teams around them have all got games in hand on them. Mm. So if they do get one or two or maybe, you know, a, sorry, one or two points or a cheeky win here or there that's slightly unexpected, you just don't know how far Leeds could drop down. Mm. Same as what, you know, Newcastle and Burnley were in that situation. Obviously, Burnley have lost two on the bounce this week. So that's a, a bit of a dent. Obviously, they were flying quite high getting a couple of wins. So anything could happen in the space of a week. Yeah. And and Leeds have always got a win in them. They just they just try and outscore the other team and sometimes they don't. Yeah, they don't they've always got a, like a 4-0 win out of them. And you just you don't know where it or a 4-3 even. You just don't know what could happen. But they did definitely look a lot more compact. I know the new manager, Jesse Marsh, has just said. Yeah, we're not doing that man marking system anymore. Don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the first things he said. So I th- there is still hope. It showed that there is fight in them. And Megawalks is good. Yeah, he's good. Um, so yeah, Burnley obviously lost. <laughs> <laughs> Burnley got, um, I'll say, spanked by Chelsea. The but first in the highlight, first half, Burnley were, I think, were unlucky not First to be ahead or at least Burnley, get, a, get a goal. Burnley did well, yeah. Second Chelsea half. carved out some chances, but not many. They looked second team. Yeah. The second half, Chelsea was like, oh, let's play football. Well, Rhys James decided, oh, fuck this. He's, he's a game changer, isn't he? Was he? Quality at the so, Rhys James or Trent? R- right now, with the form they're on now? Yeah, right now. This I, Literally, this second... I probably say James is just sneaking ahead, but I but see. I, I, I would play the pair of them. I would play Reese James as the right side of the three centre backs, and Alexander Arnold as a, a wing back. Yeah, I'd have done that in the summer in the Euros if it was me. We'd probably won it. But would that not hinder Reese James? Do you think going forward? No, no, because he can still go forward. Go for the two other centre backs shuffle across. Declan Rice or, or Phillips drop in and make a third centre back if he goes bombing on. Yeah, that's yeah, that makes perfect sense actually. Yeah, I mean, you say Trent doesn't always bomb forward. I don't think I watched him really as Sorry. a defender. I, what I meant is like Rhys James. Rhys James seems to come in from the, from the wing. Uh, he's he's always on the wing. You, I see Trent sometimes in the middle. Trent's in centre mid. He was on the left at one point mm. yesterday. That's what I mean. So yeah. that, I don't think they play a similar game. So no, I think, I they think could that's work. supposed to, though. Do you not think? 
No, because it works for Trent. Trent's the, Trent, Trent's no, quality, he's doing he well, well, but uh, yeah, I think maybe I'm a bit bit stuck in my ways of I want my right back or right wing back or whatever to be on the right. Like I get cut, excuse me, cutting in slightly. That's not a problem to get your right midfielder to drop back a bit or whatever. Mm. But seeing Trent pop up on the left and stuff, I'm like, what are you doing? Just fucking get back. You're Andy Robertson there. Just get back where he's supposed to bloody be. But I think one-on-one situations for defending, I'd want Reese James a million percent over Trent. I don't think Trent's a very good defender. Yeah, there was um, uh, there was a game, one of Reese James' earliest games for Chelsea. Um, was against us, um, and and you know other people do this as well, obviously. But he he never gave Sahara a kick, and we were kind of sitting there thinking, well, you know, Sahara's playing against a kid making his debut, getting the ball, and after an hour, um, well, obviously after an hour, Sahara then had a tantrum and then went and played on the other wing. But um, <laughs> he he stood out that day massively, um, and he was uh, eighteen then, I think, something like that. Yeah, it's just, I think Chelsea have definitely missed them. I know we touched it when um, when Ali was on, God, no, a few weeks ago. Mm. Wasn't it? I think they, they definitely miss him and Chilwell, but seeing Reese James Chilwell. at the weekend, you know, yesterday, just how he got that goal past five defenders, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Just in between them and then past a goalie as well. Effectively, you beat six players. It was good. And you were right back. Uh, but, but the defending in the second half was fucking awful. Um, yeah, yeah, Burnley, yeah, yeah. I think Burnley just they seem to sort of switch off for five minutes and Chelsea punish them. And I think that's what what Chelsea have always got in their locker. You know, they have got an incredible squad, as you mentioned, also, Alistair. They have got a young squad as well. Yeah, yeah, Havertz looks looks incredible. Mm, his stats are really good. That's oh, just ridiculous, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. And shit, and shit defense. What about uh, Southampton? They're incredible, mate. That we talk about. <laughs> Have been. What, what game were they? Yeah, they were shocking, weren't they? The Philip Coutinho. Were they show. shocking, or were Villa really good? A bit of both, really. A bit of both. Yeah. So go on, Philip Coutinho. He was quite. I have uh, got a bit of a passion for him. Isn't he? No, I just think. He's just... <laughs> I remember you mentioned saying, "Oh, we should sign him." Ask we should sign him. Yeah, I, I do. So good. I did think that. I did think that we should sign him. I think he would fit into the team quite well, but. Uh, he seems to fit into that Villa team really, really well, as as probably we expected, with Steven Gerrard as manager, who was who was smashing it. To be fair, so um, I, I wasn't convinced he was going to smash it at Villa. Coutinho, yeah, uh, I, I wasn't was convinced. Yeah, like, <laughs> there's no doubt he's an incredibly talented player, um, but I just wasn't. I just wasn't sure. We thought oh, maybe there's, there's not quite there for him. I don't know, but he's he's proven me wrong. That's for sure. Yeah, he was quality of the weekend. It was it was unfortunate not to get. How, how, like four he scored, or five goals. he scored the hardest um, chance. Yeah, all his shots. Like it was, it was. I don't know how he got it in, but yeah, he's he was. Yeah, he was just magnificent. Yeah, he did do very well. Uh, Southampton were just poor. And Southampton have been in decent form, generally yeah, speaking, as well. Yeah, that was a big upset from the weekend. Um, Do you think um, uh, Villa will get Coutinho in the summer? Yeah, 100%. I don't. Yeah, I do. I think Coutinho will want to stay there. Yeah, I, I, I just wonder if someone like Newcastle, um, I would have thought that will be ideal for them. Marquee signing, big name class above what they've got um 
he can then sit on the bench with Gamaras, who can't obviously disclose John Joe Shelby in Eddie Howe's eyes, but that's another matter. But, um, uh, but um, I, I don't know. I mean, I know what you mean, like his loyalty to Stephen Gerrard and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, you know, footballers tend to go where the money is, don't they? And, and uh, I would have yeah. thought Newcastle or a team like yourselves, if you're offering Champions League football, you know, will have the... The, the lure that sort of, you know, Villa and finishing eighth and getting knocked out in the cup semi-final next season might not do. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I just think from the, the human side of things, I think Coutinho probably just wants a bit of love. You know, he's been essentially been mugged off from Barcelona for the last three, four seasons, shipped out alone out absolutely everywhere. And I know we spoke about this during the United game earlier, where he said he's, he sort of did all right at Bayern Munich. But he's, he's at Aston Villa now. He's he's a big fish in that team. But he's playing for a manager who he had great success with as a player. He's probably just feeling the love at the moment and just going, Chuck, maybe this is a bit of me. He's won, he's won trophies everywhere. It depends on what he's looking for. If he's looking to just enjoy his football and potentially get a good cup run. You know, I think Villa could potentially go places with Gerard in charge. Hmm. You know, he's, you know, the result of the weekend speaks volumes from a team that was pretty decently in form to spank them 4-0. Well, I think they've had a couple of losses, actually, haven't they? Yeah, the Villa have been up and down. I mean, they lost 1-0 to Watford a couple of weeks back at Villa Park, so... Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, they've got, yeah. you know, there, there's definitely room for improvement, but I think, generally speaking, he's got the credentials to be able to do well if he can get backed. But Coutinho could definitely catapult them into, you know, sort of Europa Conference League territory. No <laughs> doubt about it. He could. But for, for Villa, who are not in Europe or anything like that, that's a, a massive achievement. I don't think it is. I think if nah. maybe if you're one of those shit clubs in North London, maybe that's what you want. But not for not for a team like Villa. And I don't think Coutinho will say that. I think he I think he can see his eyes either on on somewhere where he can get the money or there'll be bigger teams out there, maybe maybe even Italy or somewhere like that. Maybe. I mean, the Newcastle thing, I, I get if it's purely money-motivated. Well, Kieran Trippier went there and that wasn't about the money. No, he says that. He says that. I mean, Trippier, he knows he's not going to... He's not getting any younger. He can be a massive earner, just turn up week in, week out, do his job and go home. Mm. Just love a knife. Ivan Tony can bang in a penalty, can't he? Yeah, Tony... Um, Brentford have missed him, haven't he? Yeah, Brentford yeah. have seriously missed him, but both penalties. Same, I same thought I was watching a replay. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so good. The same run up, well, I say run up, same step up. I should say. Yeah. But he looked brilliant. And Ericsson, oh, I know we hate to say it because he's an expert player, but it really is that feel good factor. And he was he was sensational. He was good. Yeah. He was so good. But we we would we, everyone would expect that. He didn't, he, he's not going to lose that. We shouldn't have lost that. No, we hope it, it would just be his, you know, his fitness and maybe his concentration. But it doesn't. That didn't seem to go. Do you see the the incident with the Norwich player? Yes, with uh, was it Kandios, wasn't it? I think. No, it's um, uh, um, Brandon Williams. Left oh, man. that's it. Sorry, yeah, Brandon Williams. Yeah, gonna go and punch. I mean, Brandon Williams. I wouldn't expect him to punch anyone anyway. No. Um, but he had to punch Christian Eriksen. He's like, oh my god, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you off. Well, I guess it, it does go to show the sort of respect for for players generally that are out there. Mm. Um, obviously, he's, he's done a lot of good in football, so it's nice seeing him back. And 
hopefully he doesn't do too well. But, uh, <laughs> he's, but just he's to reiterate from our uh, our conversation last week, Norwich are shit. Norwich really are shit. Like Brentford, yeah. I think they could have put six or seven past Norwich at one point. I think Norwich were lucky to get that uh, TV Pookie goal, to be honest. It was they had a couple a good of good goal. chances. It was a good goal. Yeah, I mean, Norwich had a couple of chances. That goal was all right. But I think Brentford, they... I mean, Brentford have been in shocking form. Yeah, Brentford were unworthy. I think it's one point in the last eight games or something they've got. And, yeah, um, yeah and all of a sudden they just pull out a 3 1 away win. So yeah, if you're game. Norwich, you, you've been waiting for that game to come round, haven't you? Thinking this is our chance at home against a team which appears to be in free fall, and yeah. uh, Brentford just blew them away. And, you know, you could argue that Norwich should know better off than it were under Daniel Fark. Um, in, in September, October. Uh, well, they're not often I, shipping 12 goals a game anymore, I suppose. They're, they're well, only doing no, two they're... meals and three meals, not your fives and sixes. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. How, I know how ridiculous that sounds, but yeah. there's a marked improvement from that side, and they did get a couple of wins. Mm, I think um, uh, I think they'll do well to come back up, though. Um, yeah. This time around, I think that. I mean, Dean Smith, yes, he got Villa promoted. They only came up out of the playoffs and they chucked an awful lot of money at that exercise as well. He won't be able to do that uh, at Norwich. Um, they spent £50 million on that team that's going to go down, presumably bottom, uh, this season. Um, yeah. So sense. I think it'll be a real challenge for them to come back up. Yeah, I agree. Especially the way you know, the teams in Championship, especially the way they've been playing this season. I mean, Fulham obviously... Guaranteed to go. Mitrovic has scored 34 goals or 36 oh, goals already this season. Broken yeah. record, they've got 13 games left to play. If you bang on four, you could hit 40, potentially 45 goals. Mm. Like everyone was singing Tony's praises last season, hitting 31, I think it was, or 32. And Mitrovic is dying a third of the season still to go. It's just insane. I think the quality from there is it just stepped up so much more, you know, significantly speaking. I think there's, uh, there's a, you're, I think you're right. There's a big chance that they could be like Stoke and you fall down and you're not going to come back yeah, up again. Exactly because um, you're right. Fulham are, are, you know, a league above everyone else in that division, but sort of someone out of out of Forest, Bournemouth, um, and Middlesbrough obviously won't go up. And all of those three teams, um, uh, two of them have got new managers who've galvanised them and pushed them up the table this season. So, so one of those teams that doesn't make it, or two of those teams that don't make it, will be hugely competitive. Plus, whoever comes down um, along with Norwich, and if that's going to be either Burnley or Leeds, you would have thought they will be competitive um, as well. I think it'd be really difficult for Norwich to get up. I agree. I mean, just talking about the championship quickly before we go back to the, the weekend results. Oh, Huddersfield have sort of uh, entered the fray now. They're second, albeit they've played a lot more games than what Bournemouth have. Mm. Um, but they're on 62 points with 36 games played. They've come from nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. Right? Back to back and all of a sudden, you know, they're there. But, I mean, you've got Luton Town. They're on 54 points, 34 games played. Luton are a shocker one. Luton have just appeared from nowhere. Even Millwall were still in there. They're at 52. They're same as Luton, um, same as Nottingham Forest. Coventry are a point further back. And they're not the same. They're, they're totally different. They're in different are they? Different. Oh, really? Yeah. So not in the same position, though? Oh, my bad. I apologise. Right. I thought they the same club, mate. Um, so there, oh, there's a lot of teams. I mean, Championship's always quite competitive. That top half and then the bottom half is close as anything anyway. Um, but they, you're looking at you know, potentially 10, 11 teams. Well, I'll say 10, 11 teams. 
you're looking at 10 teams in the mix for those playoffs and that final yeah. automatic promotion. 10 or 11? 10. Because right. Fulham are guaranteed, aren't they, really? Right, yeah. Yeah, let's be honest. They, they don't really drop many points. That's five games. Yeah, they do when they, funnily enough, when they come up to the Premier League, they always lose. They do. Really? It's, it's hard to, to get that balance, I suppose. It's Scott Parker, isn't it? Scotty Parker. He's done well, hasn't he? <laughs> Such a knob. <laughs> Who is Fuller's manager? Is it Marco Silva? Yeah. Marco Silva. Marco Piazza. <laughs> Don't start again. <laughs> Jesus. Get me fucking going for about a week. Still laughing about last week's episode. Um, Newcastle, Brighton. Uh, I don't know why I didn't predict this because I, I, I was convinced it could be 2 1. You keep saying that. I know. I, I think go I've edit, just got... Go and edit the predictions and just put it in, mate. It's all right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll count that as a point then. Yeah. I thought you do. Yeah, that's you said quiet. So, yeah, Newcastle was a big win against Brighton, who are just completely out of form at the moment. Yeah, they do seem to be defensively poor. It's all over the park, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they started well back. So, they should have shown well, yeah, yeah, known. Yeah, he had an opportunity, didn't he, at the, at the start? He got himself into a good opportunity. and Yeah, but he, he then pulled a well back. Yeah. There's a reason why he didn't make it at top clubs. Yeah, and there's a reason why he hasn't made it at the bottom clubs as well. Yeah, he's um he's an experienced Eddie Nketiah. <laughs> yes, he that's is. exactly he how is. I see him. He's an experienced yeah. Eddie Nketiah. He did well for England when he played, just because he had really good players behind him. I remember he scored a good goal against Leicester when we couldn't beat when we needed to beat him. Yes, he did. Mm. He did. To be fair, <laughs> so that's his legacy uh, for Arsenal. Yeah. Um. Also, we spoke about the the Palace game, Liverpool West Ham. Did either of you watch that? Yes, yeah, yeah. I think you were out. You didn't. I don't think you managed to watch it, did you? Will? I've I've seen, yeah, I've seen, yeah. seen it. Yeah, I thought that was unlucky for West Ham. Yeah, to get yeah. Oh, they oh, missed yeah. that blinding opportunity from four nails. Don't know what exactly. he was doing. Don't know what he was doing. It, it was one of those Ben where it was it was it was harder to miss than it would have been to score. To be honest, yeah. it, it took some doing to be able to miss some. Um, Miss a chance like that, but no, I thought when you saw the team, you saw Rice wasn't playing. You thought, well, this could be a bit of a, a bit of a pummeling. But they were, I thought they were good West Ham, and they they haven't been in recent weeks, yeah. and they've looked like the West Ham of old. And and uh, um, hopefully they can sort of now get it get it going, and at least make it a bit of a competitive run for uh, for fourth place. Otherwise, yeah, hopefully not. Your your lot might have it sewn up by Easter at this rate. Yeah, ho- hopefully they don't. Correct, I that's completely agree. <laughs> Hopefully they keep keep faltering where they are. Yeah, um, yeah and then obviously the the Watford Arsenal game uh, from early on today, that was <laughs> a, a game full of spectacular goals. I think <laughs> it's right. fair to say um, proper end to end stuff. Watford got a disallowed goal seventeen seconds into the match, which honestly nearly smashed my TV screen when that happened because he had about four hundred yards of space. But obviously, there's a reason for that. Um, but really entertaining game. I think that all the Arsenal goals, I think, were fantastic. It's hard to pick a winner out of it. Uh, out of Watford's two goals, their first one was was just absolutely sublime, annoyingly good. Um, I, I don't want to take too much credit away because it was a good goal, but I think Ben White was just shocking today um, and gave them too much space. Yeah, for the second goal, he was absolutely dreadful. But the first goal, I think he gave um, Hernandez a little bit too much space for him to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But again, it, it's one of those goals where you can't blame anyone too much. 
you just got to take it and go, that was a great goal, move on. Yeah, I mean, White and Brown felt neither of them, I don't think, played particularly well, but no, I agree. still got the result out of it and, and uh, um, you know, still still hung in there. And with the ball, it was it was reminiscent of sort of Arsenal of old, really. Um, yeah, uh, it really was. So that side was, was pretty impressive. You, you know, you've got to put the caveat that, that Watford are where they are in the table for a reason. I mean, we beat them 4-1 at Vicarage Road a couple of weeks back. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, I don't think Roy Hodgson is going to do what he did at Palace uh, there because he just hasn't got the players to work with. You know, he, he's... You know, when he came to Palace, he inherited a team that had been in the Premiership for four years, had been losing cup finalists two years before he got there, um, and knew their way around the division. He's inherited a squad who most of them probably don't even know each other's names yet. They've only been there 20 minutes themselves. Um, and you're, play, you, you're setting up with, with you're setting up with, with Sissoko and Cleverly in the centre of midfield. I mean... You know, you'd be disappointed if you know your midfielders in the championship. Yeah. Um, yeah so I think it, I think it's a bridge too far. I think they've got some some reasonable players here and there, Watford, but but um I think they're they're going the same way as Norwich. But uh, but no, with the ball, I thought Arsenal very good and and uh, three cracking goals, particularly the third one. Emmanuel Dennis is is their lifeline, isn't he? I know he didn't score. Today. He's gonna be snapped up by someone. Yeah, someone. yeah. I, really think so, really. I wouldn't even be shocked if we put a bid in for him. Yeah. You know, we you know, we need a striker. That. I think he would fit that sort of profile. And you know, I think it's nine goals in twenty four games, and I think he's got a few assists as well for a team that's languishing at the bottom half of the yeah, table. Good, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's good. a really yeah. good turnout. He, he won't get that many chances there either. That's the thing. You know, no, you get one or two a game. Exactly. It's like the Matessa thing. He has to score the chances he gets because there might not be another one that game, you know. Mm. At least with, you know, when you're in a, a sort of bigger club that plays, you know, respectfully better quality football and can sort of more dominate teams, then you're, you're guaranteed to get more chances. Yeah, I mean, you know, Eddie Nketiah had time to come on and miss, uh, obviously, of course, he missed um, uh, a chance for Arsenal today. You know, you can imagine someone like Dennis is going to come on and score that chance. Yeah, that's six inches to the left and that's crawling in the, the corner then. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, it's a different level, isn't it? Um, but I think it's a massive three points for us. That first goal was incredible as well. So just just like talking about... Our, All of it was incredible. And, I loved it. Sorry. Yeah, just talking about our passing and our, and our game plan, the togetherness within the team. I think they just sort of showed that first goal in particular for me just showed how well they're working together. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. To be honest, all the goals were were team goals. Mm, yeah, uh, you know, Saka's goal was incredibly hard fought by Saka to get the ball back. Then she passed it, passed back goal. And Lacazette passed it. So yeah, simple. And yeah. um, Lacazette, I I really feel for him. Um, he's just he's just not a striker. He doesn't seem to have those striker instincts. When he's got the ball at the moment, he's always looking to pass. His mm, confidence. Yeah, and yeah, hundred percent. You're, you're completely right. His confidence is, is just shot to shit. Mm. But it's helping us at the moment because he's yeah. not shooting as much. He's not wasting opportunities. People like Saka, who, True. as it stands, is on like incredible form. Every shot is going in the at the moment. Martinelli's not not been hitting the back of the net too often, but Erdogan did, did well today. Yeah, he did today, but. You know, everyone's everyone kind of hits the goals every now and then, and if it's not Lacazette, he's still set them up. Yeah, and the work rate is obviously incredible, and the team works 
around him. So as it stands, he fits the system. Whether or not that changes next season, you get a more focal point. I don't know. Mm. But massive three points, especially with West Ham losing, Fourth especially with Wolves losing. Race of fourth is Man United lost. Yeah, and that I said that's the last game. So, that was an entertaining game as well. Good game. Well, it, it was for an hour. <laughs> well, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it was for an hour. But I mean, the second half, um, there was a fifteen-minute spell where City had the ninety-two percent possession to Man United's eight for fifteen minutes. That's not a team that's just shit. I don't know. Even Norwich don't have those sort of stats for fifteen minutes. No, it it was crazy, wasn't it? They they and they bought they brought on um did they bring on Lingard and Lingard Rashford, Rashford to try and get something? I don't I don't remember Lingard touching the ball. No, I don't. No, I mean obviously we watched it with Danny, he was fuming, he walked off, didn't he, at one point? Yeah, his pink jumper, yeah. Yeah, his pink jumper bless him. Uh, very <laughs> luminous pink jumper he had on as well. Um, Marvellous. <laughs> but it's it it's just one of those I'm not going to lie. I enjoy it. I like watching United fan at the moment. Mm. Oh, mate. Not even at the moment. Yeah. I you get so like watching the United fan. Yeah. I mean, you just get, you get the kind of like blindsided United fans. We're the biggest club in the world, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you are one of the biggest clubs. No denying that. But you're not at the moment in terms of footballing ability. You're far from the top. Same as Arsenal. We are. Oh. We're a multi, you know, we're a worldwide club. Yeah. We're one of the top 10 clubs in the world. But footballing ability wise, we're not. Well, at the moment, and they didn't start Ronaldo today. No, apparently, Ronaldo said he doesn't want to play, and then round Ragnick says that he's injured. What do you I, don't know. I think it's a, a, a crying indictment of the state that Marcus Rashford must be in that he puts a midfielder up front in a not together formation system rather than play a player who you know would expect to be in the World Cup squad at the end of the year. Um, yeah. Hype uh, be like the second coming of Jesus, wasn't it, for a while? Yeah. Oh, Marcus Rashford, he's like our hero, our savior. Well, not anymore. I mean, his his stats, like his output, is still pretty decent. You know, sort of minutes per goal and things like that. But he's not getting a run, and there's a reason for yeah. that. He's coming on when teams are, are either knackered, so he's obviously used to pacing behind. And you, you're almost guaranteed a goal, really, aren't you? Especially against Norwich and teams like that. Because, mm. uh, you know, we, we all know what we think of Norwich. Good. They're really good. Shit. Yeah. I, I can't remember the last <laughs> time I saw Rashford play a game and, 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 you know, affect that game positively for a sustained period of time, which probably means he'll get hat-trick at Sellers Park in a couple of months' time. But I just yeah. don't... I, I don't get it, and it's it, it's a typical scenario where he's a player who needs to leave that club and be somewhere else and try to rediscover himself. Yeah. Um, whether that's dropping down a level like a, a you know a Villa or something like that, I don't know. But uh, you know he, he's he's miles off. Otherwise, he needs to be careful. He's not going to be. He could end up another Jesse Lingard. He's twenty nine and wonders where his career's gone. You know. Yeah. But when you're on 150 grand a week, he probably doesn't care that much, yeah. does he, old Lingard? This is it. You know. Too much money, but no massive win for for City as well in the mm. race for, for yeah, the title. Yeah, um, definitely puts down a mark. I know it's Man United, but it's still you know form technically goes aside to a certain degree with the, the sort of derby games. Um, but De Bruyne looked incredible. Excuse me, Mares just looks. I think Mares is probably one of their best signings they've ever done. Excuse me, in my eyes, 
with, with him and De Bruyne, just the effects he has on the game, just constantly, it's just a constant threat. And especially the form he's in at the moment, it's just incredible. So, yeah, it's a good weekend. Um, hopefully Everton will do us a favour tomorrow. Yeah, night. hopefully. Yeah. So Everton against the Spuds. Well, Everton needs to, don't they? Because although they've got games in hand, um, you know, they've not exactly taken off since Lampard got there. No, they're definitely at risk of being dragged into this uh, dogfight for relegation. Well, I, think I think they're already in it, aren't they? They're, yeah, there's, there's 17. Games three games, though. Yeah. So, same as the Burnley situation where string a couple of wins and you you propelled into mm. sort of like 15th, 16th. It doesn't look so bad there. True. And I think Everton, can, you know, they have got a team that can do that. You know, Richarlison can win games. True. Obviously, they've got the mighty Alex Iwobi there as well. Cameron Lewin's coming back is. into the fold again, isn't he? It's, yeah. It's, well, the thing he's is, still been suffering with injuries, haven't he? Iwobi as well has obviously caught Lampard's eye because he's brought him back in. He's now a, a, a regular starter for him. Crazy, yeah. isn't it? I don't know what people. What, what game are you watching? So I just watch his Arsenal lowlights. I mean highlights, highlights. Highlights. Um, you know those three or four clips that you've got of him. It's brilliant. Did you show you a game for us? Um, I, I do have a game, but do you want to come on to, to your little? Yeah, what you getting ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll only go through it very quickly as I always do. Um, Real Madrid, interestingly, came from one 0 down to beat Real Sociedad. 4-1, um, which stretched their their lead to eight points over Sevilla in second place. Um, Barcelona, have, I think literally it's just finished, or or maybe slightly earlier, uh, beat Alche 2-1. Uh, Atletico Madrid are playing at the moment. They've got Real Betis, so that's quite a, a big game up the top there, and they're currently winning 1-0, and that's only, that's only a few minutes in. Excellent. Oh, right. Sorry, I thought he was laughing. I thought he sniggered. But, um... No, I think that was actually the background noise. Oh, OK. Sorry, mate. I thought, what's, what's, uh, what's he, the fucking funny? I think it's just Alison um, falling asleep. Yeah, Sorry. and then, <laughs> interestingly enough, I say interesting because it's not, Sevilla drew with uh, 19th place Alaves on Friday night. That is mind-blowing. Nil-nil. Mm, was a brilliant nil-nil. No. Okay. Um, I have got a game, but it is more for Alistair than you. Go on, I'm going home. Because um, it's more just testing. I'm going to do a Nathan. I'm fucking off. <laughs> yeah, later. <it's> <laughs> Mike drop, he's out. Um, so it's more, uh, obviously, all geared about, around about Crystal Palace, of course, as you are literally the encyclopedia of knowledge of Crystal Palace and general football. So, all right, I see. Uh, what one do I start with? Let's start with... Who is your top five all-time scorers for the club? You get bonus points if you can guess the amount of uh, amount of goals as well. Uh, Ian Wright, Mark Wright, Doogie Freeman, Clinton Morrison, Johnny Byrne. Nope, Johnny Byrne's eighth. Dougie Freeman's sixth, so he's not in your top five. The two older ones that I don't even think you were born. Fucking hell. No, no, not if they were. You got Peter Simpson Simpson and Ted Smith. No, I don't remember those (laughs) two. So Ian Wright scored 117, Mark Bright 113, and Clinton Morrison 113. Oh, okay. These are league goals then. Yeah, I think so. 
Um, but yeah, Clinton Morrison, I hate him on Soccer Saturday. Don't you? No. Really. He's so annoying. Do you think? Yeah. Why, why is that happening? I just hate him. I think he just waffles. I mean, obviously, I can't talk. I'm like one of the kings of waffle, but he just just seems to just talk shit for the sake of talking shit. Maybe we should get him on the podcast. <laughs> I, was, I was literally going to say that. What's your problem? Um, <laughs> and then who's your uh, top five all-time appearances? Oh, blimey. Um, there is a couple of older ones in here. Oh, it is there now. There's a couple oh. of newer ones that you should get. Uh, Terry Long. Yeah, well done. He's number um, two. Uh, unfortunately, cause he, I only know that, I'm afraid, because he passed away recently. God bless his soul. Uh, Julian Speroni. Yeah, he's fifth. 400 appearances, bro. He was there for a while, wasn't he? Oh, uh, uh, Jim Cannon. Yeah, Jim Cannon's uh, first, 660. So you got third and fourth. Yeah. Oh, he's going to kick himself with that. Yeah. Look, he's looking at his books now next to him. (laughs) (laughs) Let me check my notes from uh, earlier. Boxing DVDs. I don't know. Um, Who would have been there that long? I'll give you you the harder one. You've got Albert Harry, who was third with 440. The person in fourth has got 417 appearances. 76 goals. And a clue. Go on. A current. Current player. What, with 476 and what, a current player for us? Current player for you, yeah, he still plays for you. So I would say he's probably the most famous Crystal Palace player there is. Zaha hasn't got that many appearances, has he? Yeah, Wilf Zaha. Yeah. Always well, I'll never. For you guys. Always plays. Right, that is kind of about it for, for us this week, I believe. Wrapped up. Alistair, thank you as always for coming yeah, on. Cheers, mate. It was good. Mercy, uh, Baku. It's been a pleasure. And uh, Is he funny? No, he pretends he is. He's he's down with the lingo now, though, aren't he? You know that. <laughs> oh. He's fluent. Um, um petit. He played for us. That was Manu Petit. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Right, cheers, guys. Catch you soon. Okie Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 